When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Gentlemen, welcome back to the DWI podcast. My name is PC Tunney. I am the artist formerly known as Pizza Funny, and I am not joining you, Han Solo, which for part of the day, I was trying to prepare myself to do this show for you this week all by my lonesome. But then again, what happened? Well, I got a lot of friends on Twitter, and I got a lot of friends around the country in podcasting, and we got a ton of friends on the Chairshot Radio Network. And one of my very good friends and one of my favorite guests on the show, he's, he's family now. He, he might be the best. For, since Dave became an official member of the DWI podcast a few weeks ago, DJ may fall, DJ may move up into that best friend of the podcast. Um, I, you know, it's, let me introduce this man first before I bring up the conversation we're going to have here. From the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, the beautifully bearded, Mr. DJ, how are you doing, it, brother? I am good. It is an award-winning and, as of two weeks ago, holy beard. Um, that, awesome, man. Thanks for having me. Um, I, Yeah, I was just sitting there at work. I was kind of – the day was dwindling down. I'm looking at my evening. I'm off tomorrow. And I thought you had told me you guys started recording on Thursday night. I'm like, let me reach out to Tunny, see if they're recording tonight. I've got a little bit of free time, and, you know, to, he needed somebody up here. So here we are. It all worked out. Like I, I was, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I love when people come on the show. Um, 
But I was just kind of, I was like the day of, and I'm like, I'm not going to fucking message anybody like afternoon because DP, I think he's going to the hockey game tonight. The Admirals in the, uh, I think it's the IHL or the AHL, one of the two. They're in the conference finals. Um, I believe they're mm-hmm. up two games to one. So game four is at home tonight at Panther Arena. DP hooked up with some guy that had a bunch of tickets and he's been going and sitting front row. So hopefully they'll win tonight. I don't know. AJ is missing because of something, um, but that's fine. He's out on assignment, we'll say. But yeah, he's uh, out on assignment. <clears throat> yeah. So after after the last week's episode, when Dan realized that Dave was now part of the show, which he was fine with, but it, you know he just still show up whenever. It's kind of you know like a bit thing. I'm like, we need a new best friend, and he's like, <laughs> uh, he goes, I don't I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's ready. He's going to have to talk about that. Uh, you know, and usually I bring up something. Dan's like, yeah, sure. Or, or he brings up something. I'm like, yeah, fine. And, uh, but no, he was like, no, I got to think about this. We're going to have to talk about that. So he's drawing a line in yeah, the sand on yeah. the best friend. He's, he's like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if he doesn't want to let Dave go out of that role. Cause he likes it that much. Or if he's afraid to sec- to accept love again from another man. Um, it's, it's hard. I mean, when you set your, and, and Dave, let's, let's face it, Dave, Dave's a hell of a man, you know, D- Dave's a hell of a man. And that's a, that's a hell of a relationship to, to, to let go of in that BFF role. Um, so, you know, I don't, if, if I slide into that role, that is not one that I take lightly, my friend. Well, he's got the soundbite, so I can't even play the, you know, you're my best friend from Queen soundbite that he plays for Dave right now. So, uh, my hands are, are locked. I'm in your corner. I'm pushing for you. Um, you know what? This, if, this if I continue to be so the, the on deck guy, you know, because I'm kind of the on deck guy. Like, there's, there's always that relationship. Like you're with the person you're with, but then you got like you know the, the BFF. But then there's always the on deck person. Well, and I kind of feel like I'm the on deck person. You I know? don't feel like that because I'm just the, I'm like, like the podcast booty call. Well, no, I mean I'm a bigger <laughs> slut than you are. You know. <laughs> I almost never say no, and I and I like try to do four shows a week. I mean, shit. I mean, when we were doing Chair Shot Radio, which we need to figure out what we're gonna do with that. I, I got a couple ideas. I know that's been on hiatus, folks. It's gonna come back. I just want to find a way to bring it back and sustain it. So we'll get there. But uh, speaking of Chair Shot Radio Network, why don't you give everybody a little preview of what they're gonna hear Saturday morning on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast? Look at that. Uh, probably a little bit of what we're probably going to hear about tonight. Uh, Jason, Rob, and myself, we talked about, actually, we talked about quite a bit. We talked uh, Night of Champions uh, from over Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. We talked uh, NXT Battleground. We did talk for a few minutes about the naughty word on the DWI podcast, Impact. They had a, uh, a pay-per-view on Friday. And then we ever so briefly, just because it was important in the moment, may have kind of glossed over some AEW stuff, but... Not, nothing too deep in the woods on that. Well, that's what's happening tomorrow morning. You should definitely be listening to the Mindless Podcast, whether you're doing your chores, recovering from your hangover, uh, whatever it is. Going for a walk, you know, taking a Saturday drive, uh, taking in a festival, having a beer outside, mowing the lawn. Chair Shot Radio Network every single time. And don't forget about ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up a great t-shirt. With some great slogans and get it in soft style. It'll feel even better on your skin for just a few dollars more. That's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. We'll be right back after this. 
Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Well, we're waiting. Well, the Ah, that's, you know what? I'm, I gave you I'm a not... chance. Now your dance, that's going to be a strike against you for Dan. Yeah, I, I know. I know. <laughs> He won't listen to this. Are you kidding me? We don't listen to our show. Fuck. I know the other thing. I know the other thing. It's oh, the, you're that good. I haven't quite. You're good, man. I'm just messing with you. Uh, we're going to talk a little Night of Champions. Who knows what direction that's going to go in because you know we're going to just gloss over a bunch of storylines we're not interested in, as we do here on the 378th edition of the DWI podcast. Oh, don't drink and drive. Drink and podcast. I got a couple of things from AEW. Uh, I want to get your thoughts because you haven't been on in a while about Collision and CM Punk officially being announced. <clears throat> the reaction that it got in San Diego as well. We can talk about that. Um, and then a little fun tidbit. Cody being in both AEW and WWE's video game this year. And I seen a meme comparing it to uh, Rick Rude being on Raw Nitro on the same night. <laughs> in addition, a last call. Do you want to see Ryback versus Goldberg in a Goldberg retirement match, Ryback comeback match, and where would you want to see it? All right, I, I think you need to tell me to do something, but I don't even know if I have a bell. I don't Honey? Even have, I don't even have the bell. I don't have the bell. I'll, I'll, go, rock, I'll go Rocky Three. You want to ring the bell? All right, this is ding, all I have. Ding, That's all I got. That's horrible. That's it? Wow, that's like a... I don't, I don't have know, the bell. That, that, that bell needs Viagra or something. I guess wow, when Dan's not limp. on here, we never do the bell. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a little limp. It took me 378 episodes to figure that out. <laughs> okay. You know, you learn something new every day. Uh, swig a beer for the working man. Salute. And you know what? This is so fucking apropos as well. Dan fucking works four-day weeks. We do this fucking podcast on Thursday night. Motherfucker's always off on Friday. So I need someone that fucking comes in like a guardian angel. But guess what? Motherfucker's off tomorrow, and I got to work. How does that shit work, huh? <laughs> and here you are running the board tonight as best as humanly possible. Oh, I didn't realize I didn't have the bell. Hmm, maybe I lost it. I just got this laptop. Well, it's been a while. It's been long enough that I should have figured it out already. Anyway. Yeah. Let's get into the Night of Champions review. What do you give it? 1 to 10, A through F, whatever you want to say in total. Uh, on a scale of 10, I give it a, I give it a solid 7.5. Yeah, I'm ready. I enjoyed that. it. I was sports entertained. I, I was too. I, I don't, yeah. I mean, this is just, I keep saying it over and over again after every pay-per-view. I had to shoot out a tweet. This is just another in a long, 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 very long line of WWE pay-per-views that have been above average. I'll put it to you that I, way. That way, it's inarguable. We talked about it last night on the uh, the Mindless Wrestling podcast. I think it's been. I'd have to go back at least two years, at least maybe you know two to years the... to think about a WWE premium live event slash pay per view that hasn't delivered something in the pandemic, you know, maybe a better than above average. Something in the pandemic that didn't have a crowd, maybe. Probably that was probably about it. Something where, and again, the crowd can make the difference. 
Um, and it may not have been the wrestling and the product in the ring. It may have just been the absence of the crowd sure. and the overall atmosphere. But yeah, we're going back to probably three years. We get a treat for this pay-per-view because it is a foreign crowd and they are the hottest crowds to watch when you're watching yes. at home uh, on, on, on the cock. Um, London's great. Saudi's great. Even then they go up to Canada, it just seems more energized, right? Uh, yeah, um, Puerto Rico was amazing. Oh, awesome. And then they you go were back an incredible to crowd. The Clash at the Castle was amazing as well. Yes, sir. So step it up, America, you some bitches. I complain way too much about the American crowds on my podcast. <laughs> we we really suck. We do. Seth and AJ kick this off. Your thoughts on that as it happens and then after the show is done. Do you have two different kind of opinions on that? All right. <clears throat> uh, as it happens, so commenting specifically on the match itself or where no, it was on the card? Where it was on the card. Like, so the show opens and this <clears throat> starts, you, you, you realize that it's happening and this is starting the show. How do you feel about it in that moment that this is the match starting the show and then after the entire show was over, now how do you feel about it? Okay. Um, I was never in my feelings about it starting the show. I thought it was a, you want to start that crowd off hot. You want to get that crowd out there. You want to get them pumped up, amped up. This was the match to do it. So you didn't think it was supposed to be last? No, not at all. Not at all. I have absolutely no problem with the placement on the card. And I say that now, having finished the show. At the end of the show, I felt the same as I did going into the beginning. I mean, I understand that that bloodline storyline is, and if Roman's there, will be the thing that ends the show. The thing that sends the people home. However good or bad for the bloodline ending the show. But I just thought the significance of this new title would have been best to go last. Um, I, I didn't understand it. I, I mean, I, I understand it. I just, I don't agree with it. So I just, it's fine. Finish your thought. Finish your thought. No, 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 I, I've, I, got I, a, like, I've got a counter. Like I'm like <clears throat> turning into Patrick O'Dowd. Like it, it's fine. I'm okay with it, I guess, but I just yeah. disagree with it. So let me ask you this. When uh, Finn Balor and Seth Rollins battled for the Universal Championship in that inaugural match, that did not close the show. If I'm remembering correctly, that was not the main event. And that title did okay. Did it? It's, it's sitting on the waist of the hottest wrestler in the entire industry yeah. i think that championship has done okay yeah, for itself but it's gonna go away it's not gonna be here for long it doesn't matter they'll still call him the universal champion i don't think they may either consolidate those belts or do something either way now that we have a world heavyweight championship one of those belts is going to be sitting you know in the warehouse but i think they'll still refer to it as the universal championship because right. in their heads universal is obviously the universe is bigger than the world. Okay. I don't know. That's all. Isn't that an, isn't that an interesting thing on how WWE says, well, that may have happened, but this is, this is our history. Like, you know, oh, they constantly rewrite their own, <laughs> their own lineage. I like, mean, we're rewriting the lineage now. Yeah. This the, is a world heavyweight championship. Technically the WWE championship used to be the world heavyweight championship and they changed the lineage on that. So now we have a world heavyweight championship with absolutely no lineage. It's very, but confusing. we had a world heavyweight championship for years. I, 
they need to figure all this shit out because their titles their title scene is so fucking confusing right now. Right? Like It is. It is. Uh Asuka has the red belt on <clears throat> SmackDown and Rhea has the blue belt on Raw and it's been a long time already. And we finally got... Did we get women's tag team champions? We, we did. Ronda Rousey. We did. Uh, Ronda and Shayna won Shana. them in yep, a, like a right. fatal yep. four-way tag Which match was not a day. not a great tag match. Um, it, it was not. <laughs> I, like, that was point. really kind of the yeah. low point of uh, Raw. For, like, I thought Raw was hot. Oh, but sure. But that match was, I was not great. And then you got AJ showing up on Raw. Now, did you just want to solidify the fact that Seth was babyface? Because that's basically what you did. I, I think that was it. And kudos to AJ. Was Monday wasn't pre-taped, right? Monday was actually live, live. No, you're going to bring up the story about his. Go ahead, tell that story. I'm going to grab another beer about his. Well, I'm not sure which story you're talking. about. The only thing I'm talking why? about is AJ Styles. You know, we're, and and Seth Rollins for that matter, working Saturday night in Saudi Arabia, making the trip all the way back home, and working again. Monday night. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. AJ also flew back to Georgia and then was informed, like, the next day that he had to fly back because they wanted him on TV Monday. Now, see, that I didn't know. Yeah. I'm, so, not, that deep in the, so, I'm not that deep in the trenches. So where you were with respect for Seth there, add another six hours of flying before Raw at AJ's end. And that's not the first time AJ Styles has done that. Again, going back to Finn Balor, when we were supposed to have the Demon versus Sister Abigail several years ago, AJ was in, like, Germany or some shit and got the call, like, Friday night or Saturday, hey, pal, we need you on Sunday because Bray Wyatt's either sick or injured or something and can't work. We need an opponent for the demon Finn Balor and AJ took like a red eye probably landed as he was heading to the, it probably ran off the tarmac to the arena and, and wrestled him out. Like the, the dude's incredible. And I talked about that a little bit on um, the, the mindless wrestling podcast. At some point we're going to have to have a discussion about AJ styles because the guy's a couple of years younger than me. I'm going to be 50 this year. And he's still, he looks incredible. He still works like he's, he works like he's got 10 more good years. Well, in he's him. 46. I think he just turned 46. He, yeah. He's like 45, 46 and I'm 49. So he's a couple years behind yeah. me. Um, but still, like I said, I, I don't think his plan is to go another 10 years, but just looking at him Sunday night, looking at him Monday, looking at him just to look at him, not knowing what his internal feeling and sense may be. AJ Styles looks like he could go at this level for another five years, go competitively for another 10. So I went golfing Saturday and I got home like right as the pay-per-view's ending and I successfully avoided finding out any results, you know, and I knew, see, we all knew Seth was going to win. This is like the, right. the worst book thing for like a surprise or a, oh, I wonder it would be. Yeah. Um, and so fucking cock takes like, an hour and 15 minutes to get this motherfucker up for replay. So, you know, oh, yeah. yeah. and the way they placated me on Twitter, I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to send them a little reply right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They actually responded to you. I thought that was uh, I, I popped for that. Yeah. Th that'll happen. If you, if you say stuff to different uh, organizations. Um, yeah. I mean, my, I guess by, I, my, a favorite one is Austin. Like one time when, when his, when his uh, broken skull IPA came out, like right yeah. away, 
the first time I got it in Milwaukee here, I put out a tweet at him and he liked it or you'd think he told quote tweeted it. Hell yeah. But that's like, fuck yeah, man. He fucking, you know, or who cares even if it was his fucking Twitter assistant, a hell yeah to that, that person. (laughs) But so I come home and I'm avoiding everything and I'm like 15 minutes from this thing being ready to watch. I don't know that. But I just keep, like, every 10 minutes I turn on my phone. I got the app on my phone. I'm like, oh, nope. All right, still playing a video game, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, I got to post this podcast. So I go in, and my browser always has little news stories that scroll by. Yeah. What's the first fucking picture on there as my browser opens up? Seth freaking Rollins? Triple H handing Seth Rollins the title. And I'm like, (laughs) motherfucker, (laughs) all day. All fucking day. Oh, my God. Oh, I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, I wish I would have fucking put that podcast up in the morning. Uh, well, here, here's the way I looked at this match. And I talked about this on my podcast. Sometimes with WWE and, quite frankly, wrestling in general, you know, there's this big discourse amongst fans. Are you really a wrestling fan? Or are you not? You know, what are you a fan of? In a situation like this, I knew going in what the conclusion was going to be. I went in hoping to see a good wrestling match. And sometimes I do that. I just watch two artists go out on a canvas and paint. And that's what I was watching Saturday night. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't I didn't think it was great. I thought it was a good match. I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, like I said, we're also, and as I just put him over a minute ago, saying the guy looks like a million bucks, we're also still talking. We're not talking about 25, 35-year-old AJ Styles. The funny thing, though, is, you know, like, the OC and AJ Styles are a perfect, well, I guess we're not even have a bloodline much anymore, so never mind. <laughs> 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 I, and who knows if that's even, you know, if we're going to really get a split or not. You know, you don't even know that. So Right. We won't find out for another 24 hours from the time of this recording. Well, I mean, you never know. You never know what could happen there. It's interesting if it this is feels kind of quick if it's happening like this right now. But let's yeah. get back to the pay per view. Okay. Um, what do you think of Seth's outfit? Uh, incredible, <laughs> incredible, wasn't it? Man. Yeah, somebody said it was like a throwback to like a like a nod to Craven in the Marvel Comics Spider Man universe. I, I just looked at this guy. I'm like, this dude is incredible. He he tops himself every single time. He comes to the ring and it just, I pop for it. Yeah. I think he's the best in the world right now. He is. And I, I think seriously, I've got the old school SFNR t-shirt on. Uh, this is, you know, probably from like eight or nine years ago. I'm, I'm, I'm a ride or die with Seth since day one. Yeah. He's gone up. He's gone into and out of that spot. I think this is probably, I'd say maybe the, at least the second time um, he's been the best number one in the world, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Trish Stratus taking care of Becky Lynch with the help of, of Zoe. Zoe Stark came out in that match too, right at the pay-per-view. Yes, she did. And hanging out under the ring for a couple of hours. Nothing tells you that they believe in Zoe Stark more than she gets inserted into Trish and, uh, Becky storyline where she is now like Trish's like, I, I don't know how you would want to put it enforcer. Um, or or it, protege both a little bit. It looks like she may be early Triple H 
Triple H to Shawn Michaels in the earliest days of what would become DX. Um, if you think back about that, Shawn was the ringleader. Triple H was the muscle. He was the backup guy. I think this is a perfect, perfect role for Zoe Stark. Um, I, I will say this. I'm, I'm a big fan of her work. I've seen her several times. We have an NXT show that comes locally here. Uh, I've seen her several times. I think she is uh, pound for pound, move for move, probably one of the best women wrestlers in NXT. She can hang with most of the best on the main roster. They're going to have to work on some character and some promo skills with her. I think pairing her with Trish is is amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm so hyped for Zoe Stark. I'm a big fan. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Where's Becky headed? Because I don't think... I mean, it could be. Do we see Becky and Rhea at SummerSlam? Is that WrestleMania? Because it looks uh, like they're going to run her good good guy for a while now. We debated this on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, and I want to pick your brain. Do you think that they could drag out Trish and Becky until SummerSlam? Rob doesn't seem to think so, because we're looking at three months' worth of stuff here, you know, between now and SummerSlam. He seems to think that's getting a little long in the tooth. I think you could take a couple of small side roads, maybe Zoe Stark being one, maybe something else thrown in the mix. I still feel like it, the rematch for Becky and Trish happens at SummerSlam. Uh, it, maybe you could. That's a long time. I mean, yeah. I, I, <laughs> with those I two, you it. could do it. You know, um, what do you do with Rhea at SummerSlam then? Oh God, that, that's a little tougher. Uh, because to I, see Rhea. But you think about that for a second, because I think you yeah. could totally turn Trish face after this. If you end it like what's money, it's money in the bank. Then SummerSlam, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. you could definitely stretch it out to then. Never mind. I thought there was a. Yeah. Pay- I'm used to there being a pay per view every month, and it's not really like that anymore. That, no, they'll find something for Rhea to do come SummerSlam. They'll start putting the pieces of a hell. Rhea may very well wrestle one of the guys at SummerSlam. You know, she's been uh, muscling around some of I the dudes, and that's a match where you can do that. Or that's a that's a premium live event where you can do that. I don't think they'll have her ever have a singles match with a guy <laughs> holding the women's title. Just a match to have a match? I don't think so. No? Okay. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Okay. I'm not against it, I'm uh, or against a man versus woman match, but I just I just don't think it'll happen with her in this title reign. Okay. It doesn't, I mean, I don't think any guy could get anything out of that. I could potentially see a mixed tag match, her and oh, Dom for, versus somebody. Oh, yeah, somebody. That, that's for sure. Yeah, 100%. Like That's a SummerSlam match. Beth and Edge would be perfect. Yeah. So. But Edge is over on SmackDown now. Yeah. And, and AJ, we are trying to protect the sanctity of the brand. Spirit. Are we? Yeah. AJ was at Raw. Cody's, <laughs> Cody's advertised for SmackDown tonight. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's not kid ourselves. Like, I, it's probably going to be a dark match for that crowd or whatever. But <laughs> Probably. Uh, we'll, we'll stay with the order here. Gunther takes care of Mustafa Ali. What did you think of that match? 
I thought that match was awesome. It was great to see Mustafa get the crowd reaction that he got um, and, and watching his journey over the weekend, you know, getting to do the pilgrimage, um, you know, just that was all just neat to watch. And it was almost like, like kind of like they did Zelina Vega in Puerto Rico. They did, you know, Mustafa, I know he's Pakistani via Chicago, right. but still he, you know, largely that, that crowd was behind him. Hell of a match with him and Gunther. Again, pretty, pretty predictable outcome, but they really did a good job of, of making you believe for a minute. And, and that's where Ali excels because he really is that guy that makes you believe at any given moment he could pull the trigger and win the match. Yeah, it was a solid match. Gunther, it's interesting because he 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 tells Riddle, if you win the money in the bank, you should cash it in on me. And I'm like, really? We got to fucking do this again with the money in the bank on the men's side? We're not going to cash it in on the title? You have two fucking world titles. No one should be cashing in on the IC or, or, or US, right. you know? Let me finish your thought, and I want to pitch a, a scenario at you that we talked about on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. No, go ahead. So we were talking about Gunther, and we're looking at his trajectory. We are we are literally about 90 days away from him surpassing Honky Tonk Man's the ton- the tonk- histo- historic. He's known as the Tonkster on this show. The Tonkster on this show. We are 90 days away from that. <laughs> Braun Breaker looks to have graduated NXT after, you know, the outcome of the match on Sunday. I see, I proposed a scenario where somewhere down the road, this, and I don't mean like in a full squash, but I mean in a way to bring a person in, make them feel important. I could see WWE doing with Braun Breaker and Gunther something very similar to what they did with the Ultimate Warrior and Honky Tonk Man back at SummerSlam 88. Now, I'm not suggesting that's going to come at this SummerSlam, but... Again, we're trying to get Braun Breaker up there. We want him. He's going. He has to feel huge. He has to feel important. Do you think there's a scenario where they do that and Braun Breaker is the guy who unseats Gunther? No. Ah, no. Maybe. I don't know. I, that's not who I would. I. Uh, that's interesting. I'd have to think about it. Initially, I'm like, no, I don't think that's the right guy. Um. I, Gunther could hold this belt all the way till WrestleMania, to be honest with you. And he oh, needs, believably. And, and, and he needs to get past, like, September 6th or 8th or something like that, I think is the date. But So that's why I don't see him losing at SummerSlam. I don't think they believe in Braun Breaker as much as we think they believe in Braun Breaker. I think they believe in him, but I don't think they're – I don't think – they think as much of him right now as we do. I think that they're on a slow and steady build with him. They believe in him, but all that early success in doing, you know, his uncle's shit, basically, that yeah. kind of ended, right? And now, like, right. what what do you got now? And I like what he's doing. I, you know, I know we're taking a little bit of a side road here. His match with Carmelo Hayes on Sunday night was the, that's the match I've been waiting for Braun Breaker to have. I've been pretty critical of him on the, the, the on my podcast for several months now, like I feel like he peaked and then plateaued. I he elevated himself Sunday night. In the UFC, they give out what is it the the finish of the night or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean that goes to Oscar. That was so fucking cool. That was brilliant. You didn't like it? Oh, I thought I it didn't was like great. it. I feel like oh, they I thought it was audible. I think somebody fucked up the finish. Oh no! And they, they, now, they I called think... an audible. It was a good audible to call. No, but I just I finished that match like 
That was the shits. No, didn't the I'm last... I'm not unhappy with the outcome. Didn't the last time she tried to give her the mist, and she missed, and she lost, and now this time she's going to make sure that didn't happen again, so she put it on the fingers. The only reason I say that is there was a spot about three minutes prior to that where Asuka went to use the mist, and Bianca was like three-quarters of the way across the ring. And immediately, as soon as Asuka hit the mist, Bianca goes to sell it and then realizes, no... She didn't hit me, stops. And then there's an awkward period after that where everybody's kind of lost. It's almost like they're calling spots in the ring, trying to figure out, okay, that was supposed to, I just feel like that was supposed to be the finish. Now we're having to make some shit up to try and rework the finish. And it took them a couple minutes to communicate, what are we going to do? And you either threw the ref or whatever, they worked the finish with her drooling on the hand and, you know, and raking the eyes. I, maybe I'm wrong, and I, I, I know there's... I have to go back and watch that one. Go back and watch it again, because there's a spot, like I said, about three minutes, what, about three minutes left in the match where she misses the mist, and, and there's just an awkward period after that. And I feel like they may have called an audible and reworked the finish there. I could be wrong. I probably no, no, am no. wrong, I mean, that's I, just what it looked like. No, no, you could be totally right. I mean, I was drunk, so... <laughs> I was golfing all day, and then I had to wait like an hour and a half for this thing to come up. So by the time we got to this match, it was like, okay, here we go. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Those two, Bianca, I don't. I she, I need. She needs to go heal. That's all I'm gonna say. We can move on. Yeah. Um, Rhea and her dom dom take care of Natalia in one minute and ten seconds. Why even have a match? Hey, you know what? As Rob says, you know, a lot of people complain about Natalia taking up a spot on the roster. Natalia needs to retire. Who else were you going to send over there to job to Rhea Ripley? Like, which one of your favorites were you going to offer up as a sacrificial lamb? Were you going to send over Zelina Vega? Were you going to send over Chelsea Green? Were you going to send over somebody else? It wasn't going to happen. Natalia has a role to fill, and that was the role. And she probably looked, she probably pulled up her phone, pulled up her banking app, opened it up, and said, you know what? I'm good with it. I got a four day vacation. I got a minute and 15 seconds worth of work, and I got a hell of a payday out of the deal. I'll take it. <clears throat> Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes. I, I, wasn't gonna, just, I, I was trying not to talk about that for more than a minute and 10 seconds. So, Believe it or not, on our podcast, we set the – Jason set a timer. Uh, well, there we you go. only allowed yeah. to talk about that for as long as that match was. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It's funny because last week – um, I don't know those guys. Someone said something about I was taking over their topic or whatever. I don't know. It was some funny joke, right? And uh, I go, fine. I won't say anything for three minutes. <laughs> and then I went like this, <laughs> and I sat there for fucking a minute and a half, the last minute and a half, like that, with the timer going up. So yeah, that's timers, good stuff. Timers can be fun. Brock and Cody, where are we going here? What's going on? Brock gets his win back. Cody looks tougher and tougher as we go because he passes out. I'm disappointed he lost in a non-title match because he hadn't lost in a, in a non-title match yet in WWE since he's come back. And I thought that could have been a great story to tell as he tries to go ahead and win a WWE Heavyweight Championship, whether it's the World or the WWE or, or the universal whatever the fuck you want to call the three of them right so i just 
I I don't like losing that. I understand this is an important feud. What what's there's is there a third? Is this a tr another trilogy? He had a trilogy with Seth, right, and beat him all three times. He's got to come out of this one two to one, right? Yeah, there's but there was no. It's Brock Lesnar. You're not going three and out on Brock Lesnar. It's just not happening. You could have won the first match. You could have went two he and was, out. You could have went two huh? and out if he would have just beat his ass before the bell rang. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about it. I enjoyed the match. Like, let's let's, let's start there. Good I match. have Oh, smart match. It was very smart. It was very well booked. It was very well done. And, you know, Brock Lesnar is on another level right oh. now. Um, I, I'm a little iffy on broken arm angles because I just – I know how long a broken arm takes to heal. Cool. Rob goes gotta... on an – inter. if you guys want to listen to an incredible I... tangent, I just wanna... Rob – go oh, ahead. No, no, you finish that. Rob goes on an incredible tangent about the broken arm and the cast and everything like that on the uh, Mindless Wrestling Podcast this week. Rob, Rob, let me tell you something. We have actual physical medical wrestling evidence that sometimes, i.e. Cowboy Bob Orton, it takes three to four years for a broken arm to heal. Uh, Iron Mike Sharp died with a with a cast on, I'm sure. <laughs> so, and dude had a broken arm for 20 something years and i mentioned that now nah, rob just skipped right over it like it's a great tangent you want to listen to a great rant listen to rob the genius on the mindless wrestling podcast this week it's hilarious we ribbed him so bad after that but all in all man the match was great i have no problem with the finish it sets us up for a third one um yeah it's i'm here for it these guys have got awesome chemistry is there a greater dramatic storyteller in professional wrestling right now today than Cody by God Rhodes. Uh, yeah, probably a few at least. I don't know, man. I, I feel like the son of a plumber was smiling down from the heavens, looking at that ridiculous display on. And I say ridiculous with all the pleasure in my heart, because I enjoyed that match. Dusty was looking down just with a full grin on his grill. Yeah, I'm just not the big Cody fan that everybody else is. I wasn't the big Dusty fan that all the Dusty fans were. I'm a gold See, dust guy. Dusty was my first Dusty was my first baby face as a kid. Yeah, I'm a few years older than you and I grew up in Florida. Dusty was the man in Florida, pal. I hear you. I had AWA though, and I had WWF and I had a WCW Saturday night. That's what I had. Okay. Yeah, now we had uh, we had the NWA, we had some AWA, we had Florida and Georgia Championship Wrestling, and that was still back at the, the tail end of the territory days. So Dusty and Rick and the Four Horsemen and all those guys did the loop, and you know it was probably three or four nights a week we had wrestling, and it all culminated at six oh five on TBS on I think it was Saturday night. Yeah, I just Superstars was basically the show when I was just starting to watch on, on it was Sunday mornings by us, and that's when you know you'd you'd get the vignettes or the storylines from everything big. And then you get a few squash matches and then you get a good mid card match. You yeah. know? And, uh, that's, that's basically what I kept up with. Plus, like I've told the story before, my dad played ball with the guy who was in the WWF. Um, and you know, he would kind of, he, you know, he told me warrior was going over, uh, and I was eight and a half years old. So, you know, yeah. kind of like hooked onto WWE then. So anyway, the main event of this show, whether I liked it or not, was Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn taking on Solo and Roman. And I think the most impressive thing of the show for me was Sami Zayn coming out, speaking Arabic, 
and really, you know, I think this is his first trip to Saudi, considering, you know, his politi- his political views and uh, his, his where he's from, Syria, right? Correct. He's Syrian. And I didn't understand because I made the mistake a couple of weeks ago talking about that whole situation. And I thought it was a situation of Sammy just refusing to go over there, you know, and as I was more educated on it, it was very much they didn't allow him into the country. So it was probably a combination of the two. It's like he's not coming. Well, I ain't going. So, you know, but it's very much they didn't want him there and whether or not he actually wanted to be there. But again, following his spiritual journey oh, and, and, and Amazing. Doing the pilgrimage and everything he got to do what was amazing. And, you know, we talk about progress and, you know, people are going to feel how they feel about us going over there and doing business. Um, but there's baby steps progress being made. And for Sammy and Kevin to both be over there was amazing. Think about the impact that WWE has over there as far as women. Yeah. <clears throat> It, it, well, and that, again, Jason talked about that. He, he talked about how, you know, three, what, three, four years ago at the start of this whole uh, relationship with KSA, Triple H said in an interview, he's like, one day I hope to see women wrestle over there. And initially people scoffed at him. You know, they laughed about it. And now here we are. We had, what, two women's main events. We had uh, two women, both women referees were over there, weren't they? Yes, they just have to be uh, covered from, you know, correct. ankle to But to let, let, let me tell you something, pal. They're they're making those those coverages work. Oh, uh, yeah, I yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're making you know, it work, my no, friend. No, honestly, and you know what? It's a funny thing you bring up because the older you get, you almost appreciate to starting at least starting with something on. Uh, do you yes. know what I'm, do you know what I'm saying? Like it's a, it's a journey. Let it let it, don't it, it is. Not, it's not you're not trying to get it all over at once, son. Slow down. We're reading. We're reading the book and we're <laughs> reading the chapters. Right, right, right. I'd like to wonder a little bit before I actually find right. out and amazed. Uh, exactly. Yeah, Trish did all of that uh, on Saturday. I'll tell you that. She's yes, been a, sir. she's been amazing. Um, but I think they're best to get her back into the tag team uh, division. Uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Yeah, the the incredible you know entrance and 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 speaking to the crowd from Sami Zayn. How'd you like the way this played out and advancement in the storyline? I loved it. I loved it. And what I loved, and again, this was contrast to what a lot of people on the internet felt, Jimmy lost his mind at the end. Like he's been, and this was a nuance that a lot of people missed because a lot of people are like, well, how come Jade wasn't the one to kick him and Jay this? And because they've been, remember, they've been telling the story about Sami Zayn trying to rescue Jay Uso from Roman's abuse. But the problem is Jay's got PTSD from the Roman abuse. Jimmy didn't have that. You remember you know, Jay had the initial matches with Roman and, you know, suffered a lot of that. So now Jay's like, look, look, dog, you, you don't know what this guy's capable of. You're right. Jimmy doesn't know. Cause Jimmy hasn't suffered that wrath. Jimmy was absolutely the right guy to finally snap and turn on Roman Reigns. I love it. How did, how did they get, because I'm surprised that Jimmy was able to go over to Saudi. How did it coming off of the, however many DUIs he has, like, how long ago was that, and how did they get him to not, like, lose? He hasn't missed any time because of that. Like, what, yeah. is, what, what happened there? Like, is he, is he on the Scott Hall drug and has to take a piss test all the time from a federal officer or something? Like, don't worry, There's... we're going to change it. You know, we don't have, we'll spend the money on him so you don't have to or something like that, you know? I jokingly mention from time to time 
that the Anawaii family has been secretly running the world of professional wrestling from behind the scenes for a great many years. When you think about how expansive that family is, you know, how many different branches of people and wrestlers came from the original Samoans and everything like that. I, I think some of this is family built in cachet. You know, this is a somebody's kid of somebody's kid. You know, we're going to do everything we can to take care of them because of what this family has given to the business. You know, when you think of Afa and Sika and the rock by, you know, a bit of extension and, you know, Yokozuna and, you know, it's, um, Rikishi, his name just fell out of Umaga. Um, Umaga and Rosie and, you know, just the, the, the lineage of that family. I think there's a bit of built-in cachet. It's like, we're, we're going to do everything that we possibly can for Jimmy Uso until we absolutely cannot justify it anymore. And I don't think we've reached that point. Yeah, it's an interesting thing that doesn't get talked about. And I'm not trying to bring it up to slam Jimmy because I, I love the Usos. I think people have known for a long time. I think they're my favorite tag team. I think they're the best tag team ever, period. And we can argue about it. And there's a lot of teams where I can go, we can agree to disagree. And I respect that because they're in my top 10 or whatever. And that's a fun another time for another fun podcast. But yeah, you can't, you cannot doubt the fact that they are the best of their generation. It's not even close. Oh, absolutely. I won't argue that at all. The transcendence that they did from uh, not only character wise, but in the ring as well, the who they were in both of those yeah. things where they started and where they are now and the fun along the way. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the initial Usos, the, the play in the paint where they had the face paint and the whole deal. Oh, when they did the, the whole... Samoan thing? That was a really side... good babyface tag, though. They had some great feuds against the it heels. It was, man. but I was just like... It was almost a sense of okay, I've seen this before. I get where you guys are going with this. You're you're paying homage to your to your culture, and and I respect that. But I wanted to see more. And then when they did that heel turn and brought out the USO Penitentiary, I was on sure. like white on rice that minute. I was there for it. That's yeah. what I wanted to see from the USOs. Well, and in a lot of times, I always say the you know the the. Bad guys wear white, you know. It's it's it was, yeah. icon it was iconic when Seth did it. It was iconic when when the Usos did it. So, you know, just look at that. Yeah. All right. Uh, great main event. Great triple main event. And I hate the fucking way that the there's there should be one main event to a show and it should be last. And if you're not last, you're not the main event. I just don't like that. It can be a uh, uh, special. Uh, what is it? Isn't there a like a I know they say co-main event. I don't like that. But isn't there a, another word for, like, the second best match on the card that's not uh, main event? You're either first or last. Oh, I get that <laughs> as far as if you're on the roster and in the locker room. I completely yeah, understand Yeah, no, I that. don't know if there's a term for it. I don't, we used to call the first match jerking the curtain. The curtain but jerking, I think sure. that term has, has died since that, that match has now been taken over by usually like Brock Lesnar. has Brock Lesnar has opened a premium live event. Okay, I think the, the the term jerk in the curtain went out the window that day. Well, that was for a number of different reasons, though. Brock wasn't going to go last that day, so he's like, well, guess where I'm going to be if I'm not last? I want to be on the plane before sundown. Uh, huh? I'll be on the plane before the second match is over. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, another great uh, long line. Money in the bank, anything you're looking forward to seeing as we move into that? Anything you'd like to see? 
Um, oh, it's a little early. I, I'm still kind of getting caught up on WWE TV. One thing I really did like, I'm going to put this over real quick. Shinsuke Nakamura and uh, Bronson Reed had one hell of a match on Monday night. Well, Bronson Reed's like, going to be a world champion, I think. Uh, Bronson Reed is going to be a star one day. Triple H was uh, Vince missed the call on that one when he let him go. Triple H knows what he's got. And I did absolute money bringing that guy back. You know, <laughs> it's funny because another way you could put having this second world title, and I don't think I've heard anybody say this, is, well, now Vince, we all know, you know, Vince has his world title because Roman has it, and he's going to be the one to pull the trigger there. But, hey, now at least Triple H has his own world title to, to make decisions with, huh? He does, and this is this is on the the, the dawn of the Triple H era. He has his own belt that he can build his own lineage and his own history. Nobody pushed for this more than Triple H. Right. Absolutely. And it's, it's smart. I mean, at some point he had, like, he inherited some really good stuff with the bloodline. He also inherited some garbage storylines that he's either had to abandon or try to clean up. Um, but now he's got something that's fresh, that's his, that doesn't have either, depending on your perspective, the stink of Vince still on it or the benefit of Vince having put that ball in motion. So, you know, he then now creatively he has a fresh slate a fresh canvas to paint on. And and I'm here for the World Heavyweight Championship. I think we all are, and it's a great thing. Uh, they just need to get the rest of that title situation cleaned up. Uh, great discussion. Another great pay-per-view. Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back, and believe it or not, we're going to talk some AEW. This is TWI 378 right here on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com Always use your head. Head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shop. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShop.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out. TheChairShop.com. TheChairShop.com. Always use your head. Welcome back, DWI 378, PC Tunney, and DJ from the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Tell everybody where they can find the Mindless Wrestling Podcast on the Twitter. Uh, on the Twitter, you can look me up at the Mindless Pod. Uh, you can also find uh, you can find us on YouTube. We don't post there often, but it's the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. You can find little outtakes and uh, pre-show things on there. That's really it. I don't have a whole lot of social media presence. <laughs> I suck at social media, man. I'm the worst. Eh, Twitter, all that shit's all weird sometimes. No, Twitter's try to avoid. Twitter, I have a love hate with Twitter because I, I, in general, I think Twitter is hot garbage. But I also have made a great group of friends. You, you know, you gotta have uh, an ability to let one thing, let's let a lot of things go in one ear and out the other. So very much so. And it took me a long time to figure that out. Like my first. My first five years of Twitter, I was that guy. I argued with everyone about everything, about any little... I was, I was that freaking guy. And then about four years ago, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> what am I... This is This sucks. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. All right, let's get into some AEW talk. Well, it's as simple as this. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the culture.
a really good song, whether you like CM awesome Punk or song. not. Yeah. All right. Tony Khan announces to the crowd in San Diego on AEW Dynamite on Wednesday that CM Punk indeed will be featured on AEW Collision starting June 16th, I believe, or 17th. I thought it was the 7th. 7th, or we, you probably have the. Don't listen to me. I'm Whatever. It's one of those times <laughs> on Saturday night on, I think it's TNT. Uh, and the crowd reacted. Some were thrilled and some were not. Uh, CM Punk is an interesting discussion, with, especially now with how disastrous this AEW run has ended up being for him. Because when you look at who CM Punk is... And you look at what AEW is, he seems custom made for that environment. Like, it's very anti-WWE. There ain't a bigger anti-WWE wrestler on the planet than CM Punk. And somehow or another, either he fucked that up or they fucked that up. I think it's a combination of both. I think I've spoken at length about the guy's personality and what I think of him as a person, both on this podcast and my own. Um, I will not deny that he is still very important and very influential in this business. There's still a place for him in this business, but I'm starting to seriously doubt whether AEW is it. And I'm not surprised, given how rabid their fan base is, that some folks have turned on him, you know, in light of some things that he said, right, wrong or indifferent at Brawl Out. I, there were some things he said in that media scrum that I agreed with. And, and like I said, I'm not the biggest CM Punk supporter I'm probably not even in the bottom of CM Punk supporters, but there were some things he said, you know, I, I'm, I'm tired. I, I'm old. I'm hurt. And I work with fucking children. And that was the most relatable thing that that man has ever said to me. Okay. <laughs> I feel that. I think all three of those things are true. He is old. Uh, he was hurt and just is able to come back from that now. <clears throat> and yeah, in comparison, when you look back, maybe it wasn't so bad, was it? Yeah, maybe not. But it's interesting. Um, I, we have a we are very anti CM Punk over on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. So we make that perfectly clear. Um, I, we I, are on the CM Punk. How long is it going to take this guy to fuck it up again? Watch. That's fine. But here, here's the thing: if you're someone who's an AEW, if you're an actual fan of the AEW company, or if you're a fan of having a, a bigger secondary company for WWE to have against them, which is only good for business in my opinion, then you should be in favor of whatever happens. You should be in favor of him coming back. Whatever happens, you don't have to like, but you should be in favor of that because it is helping AEW. And absolutely will not deny that at all. He is, like I said, just at the beginning of the segment, he is the guy for that company. Like, and I'm sorry, he's a bigger star than Moxley. He's a bigger star than Kenny Omega. He's a bigger star than the Bucks. There ain't a bigger name that they've signed to that roster than CM Punk. I'll freely admit that. Um, and that's probably a large part of the reason why they have him back, because you can look at their numbers and it's it's proven. It's time tested. When CM Punk is on TV, their numbers go up. Not only their online engagements, but their actual TV viewing numbers. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of people in AEW that I'm currently a fan of. Some of the people there I've been a big fan of theirs throughout the, you know in their career, and I am still mm -hmm. a big fan of them. Just not what they're doing in AEW per se. 
So, I don't know. I'm just not here for it. Will I watch the premiere episode when Punk is on? Yeah, I'll watch his spot. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's about it. I mean, they haven't been able to keep me for, like, more than two or three shows in their existence. I have I've honestly talked on your podcast and mine more about AEW than I've ever watched. And, and, and I honestly have not watched a full AEW match, let alone episode, since its inception three and a half years ago. I just, I tried. I, I, I really, and part of it is I don't have regular cable. So if I'm going to watch it, I've either got to pirate it or hope that somebody uploads a full episode somewhere. Sure. Or I think um, either Apple TV or Fight TV may have like sporadic episodes that you can buy. I'm sure as fuck not going to buy it. You know, if I can't watch it for free somewhere, if I can't watch it on regular TV, I'm not going to watch it because uh, I'm not going to pirate it. I just, I have my own moral things about pirating. I want people to get paid whether I like them or not. Um, so I, I have not watched. I've watched little clips and things here and there. And initially, I was on board for AEW. I, I really thought we needed another wrestling promotion in this country. One, for people who aren't going to go to WWE to go and get paid. For people who went to WWE and just, for whatever reason, it didn't work out. They could go somewhere, still get paid. Or for the people that are just vehement about not going to WWE, they can get paid. And then Tony Khan just showed very quickly his ineptitude for running a promotion, for actually knowing the the wrestling business beyond being a fan. You know, because as fans, we all have been watching this shit for 20 years. I've been watching it for 30 years. I know how it goes. No, you don't. No, you don't. When you haven't been on the inside, when you haven't booked a show, run a show, dealt with these egos... And I think that's the problem that Tony Khan has with running this show is he wants to be everybody's buddy and he doesn't want to bruise anybody's ego. And I think at the end of the day, that's going to be a huge problem for him and CM Punk and the talent that is around CM Punk. It's interesting. It will be interesting. And the real storyline is, yeah, what it, what's what's when is Punk going to fuck it up, right? That is the angle. Here's the thing, though. He went around and made the rounds. Said hi to everybody and didn't talk shop. Just said hi and said, hey, sorry about all that and this and that. What if in the back of his head, and he'd never admit it, even if it happened, he wants to, he wants to finish with the WWE. What if in the back what what if in the back of the head he does and he went around and said his sorries and now he comes in and he finishes his contract out with AEW with no more squabs, no more squirrels, no more nothing. Comes in and actually makes peace with a lot of guys, ends up turning around that the young bucks and 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 Omega and them down the line. <laughs> you know, and there's your WWE network uh, table for four or whatever. Um but I think he wants he wants one more Royal Rumble to WrestleMania run with WWE to finish his career. I'd watch it. I would. I'd be here for it. I'm not going to watch him in AEW. You know if what? he came back to WWE, I'd watch him. The funny thing is, is right now at this point in his career, WWE would be the best place for him considering the work rate that he doesn't have anymore. But we'll see when right. he comes back. We'll see if he's fully healthy now. We'll see what happens. Well, even when he was healthy, though, before he injured himself in AEW, he clearly was not 2012, 2014 well, CM Punk. Right. 
But at the same time, but he's I also a forty-something-year-old man right. that took nine years off. Well, that and uh, the countless injuries that he's had, you know. That too. That too. Um, I, yeah, I think WWE is better at protecting people. I think Tony Khan still has in his head that he's 2014 CM Punk, not understanding that you know we're we're nine years down the road. He's not that guy anymore, and even if it at his most healthy. He's not going to be that guy, and I just don't think Tony understands that. WWE would be better at protecting him image-wise. We'll see what happens. Congrats to AEW. I hope that it's not too soon for your second uh, live show there, but we'll see what happens when someone's paying you to do something. You go out there and you do it as best as you can. A quick note here, Cody, is in both WWE and AEW's 2023 game. AEW's game finally came out. Um, It looks not fantastic that's all i can say i feel like this is 2023 i shouldn't be watching the dire straits money for nothing video in a wrestling game in 2023 i feel like that shouldn't be happening (laughs) and on that note let's get to our last segment here on the dwi podcast episode 378 chair shot radio network a part of the chairshot.com always use your head and head on over to prowrestlingtees.com Forward slash the chair shot. It's what you're drinking. Because of DJ, today I did not have to drink alone. I got to drink with my good buddy DJ. Uh, yes, sir. What the hell are you drinking over there, sir, on your beginning of your uh, weekend, well, asshole? Interestingly enough, I'm right now <laughs> drinking Maker's Mark, but last night on the episode, as we intro the entire second segment with one bourbon, one scotch, and one beer. Hey, there you go. Scotch whiskey. Oh, very nice. Grainstone, nice. Scotch whiskey. Yes, sir. Age 12 years. Nothing wrong with that. Nope, not at all. So, yeah. Looks like you need another bottle there, bud. Yeah, it's, I'm about, I, I just picked up the Maker's Mark about a week or two ago. When this one's empty, I'll probably have to head back and pick it up. It's This is good stuff. It's a little pricey, but. Yeah, I got one that I liked. Uh, Red breast getting down towards the end of my bottle. It's it's a single uh, single pot, uh, ten years I think, and it's mm. uh, it's, it's pretty good. But uh, I might have a maybe just a finger of that here after we're done uh, tonight. I do have to work tomorrow, unlike some people. DP, DJ. Yeah, I'm fuckers. off tomorrow. I'm yeah. Tomorrow oh right yeah. He's like, give me all the heat you want. I'm off tomorrow. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Let's get into it. Goldberg wants a retirement match. Ryback wants to have a match with Goldberg. Do you want to see this match? And if so, where would be the best place for it? Ryback can fuck right off. Wow. I would love to see another Goldberg match. I think a a final Goldberg match needs to take place in a WWE ring. Ryback needs to stay as fucking far away from it as humanly possible. I do not want to ah, see that. Do you think that ship has sailed for WWE? I mean, it's pretty obvious that they don't want him to have like, it. I, I, and I can't wrap my head around that. It's Goldberg. They don't like, pay him how again. do you not see money in Goldberg's retirement run? 
Like, no. am I, am I maybe, am I, am I a little out of touch? He's had like eight retirement matches. This whole run has been a retirement match. Uh, yeah, but you gotta, you gotta cap that thing off. And think of all the guys who really didn't get a retirement match. You know, it's a, we were, who was I listening to the other night? Here's the thing, uh, watching somebody. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, DJ. He's not a WWE guy. No, he never was. But again, we talked earlier in the show about WWE rewriting its own history. Now they want you to think that Goldberg was always a WWE guy. I don't know. Even though he do. was the antithesis of Stone Cold Steve Austin back. He was counter-programming for Stone Cold Steve Austin, yeah, for Christ's sakes. But they've, but they've rewritten that history. We now accept Goldberg as canon. Um, you know, it's <laughs> and there is no WCW. We can do send him over to NWA with Billy Corgan. Don't do that to that man. You know, who's he going to wrestle? Tyrus? Fuck out of here. I mean, <laughs> what if it's an AEW? Who do they give him? Sting? Oh, Jesus. I, that would be a disaster. Not him and Sting, but him on AEW. I, that, to me, that's shitting on what's left of your legacy, buddy. Going to AEW. What about Impact? He's never even worked for Impact. There's absolutely zero time, at least with Sting. There's the, the and I think Arn Anderson is still there. Tully Blanchard is there. There's still a WCW well, tie, just, and I'm they're just, on TBS of all things. Don't yell at me. I'm just asking the questions over here, pal. <laughs> no, goddammit, I'm hot now. Now you have a question that's got me all heated. And why the fuck would Goldberg go to Impact? Well, what do you I think don't know. <laughs> How many beers have you had this he's like, afternoon? He's like, how dare you ask me some dumbass question. And I'm just like running down the fucking, fucking companies, you douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, why, 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 let's send him over to NBA. You can wrestle uh, Billy about, Corgan. Yeah. You know what? Let's go to GCW. You can wrestle Matt Cordona. How about that? New Japan. He can wrestle Okada. <laughs> Christ. No? All right. No, I, I would love to see a Goldberg retirement match. Ryback is not the guy. WWE is the place. Here's the thing, though. If WWE, like we said, they we don't think that they're interested in it and never are, then... Where is the next best place? It's got to be AEW. It's got to be. It's got to be. At AEW, that point, it would be AEW. Be... Yes, and it would be Sting. <sighs> would it though? Because why wouldn't you? If he's Goldberg smart and he really wanted to do something and he had to do it in AEW, wouldn't you just put someone over? Wouldn't you let Wardlow beat you or something like that? Pick a guy that you look. Adam Page beat you. Whatever. Let Kenny Omega <laughs> beat you. I. I... What about Chris uh, Jericho? The, what about Chris Jericho? That Jericho now, that's a, a possibility. I think that they, Kenny they, Omega and Bill Goldberg Jericho is a, is a definite sandwich. possibility because I know those two guys are friends now. Because they, yeah. they, I've, I've listened to the podcast. I think Goldberg was on episode 900 of Talk is Jericho. Like, I don't know. I could see it happening. I could see a run, actually, if he does the AEW thing. Yeah. I, I, okay, I could see that. Jericho, I said... AEW would be the top of the list because there is some connection to that era of WCW between Chris Jericho, you know, and Sting. Come in, beat Jericho, because everybody's going to then go, well, the match we wanted, and, and not knowing whether or not, like not saying, just coming in and having the match. And everybody kind of, you could assume or not, and everybody goes, oh, well, it should have been Sting. Well, the next one's Sting. And then the next one is Omega for a number one contender shot at, Pick a guy that's your guy. Yeah. And then he loses to that champion, puts them over, and gets three wins in the process. And Jericho and Sting get to finish their stories with Goldberg. Kenny Omega gets a super big rub with a guy who is gigantic from the Attitude Era. Mm -hmm. And then someone new gets put over. 
That is, I, that I, makes money for AEW. I'm <clears> telling you right now. It's absolutely. I just don't trust Tony Khan to to handle that situation. I mean, it seems like you when wanna, you write it out the way you're writing it out, it writes itself. I don't trust this buffoon to handle it properly. Well, if you want to at Tony Khan when this podcast posts and go ahead and throw it in there, you you then maybe I'd maybe, have to I'd have to get follow the him for starters. Get the run, <laughs> and I'd have to unmute him. Oh boy, that Our, squirrely little. <laughs> I think we're at the end of the show now. <laughs> no, DJ, I'm so glad you joined. I think we had a lot of good wrestling talk um, in between we the, did. in between the lines today. You know, we we didn't kind of yes. just go over the obvious. We just kind of talked about what we liked, what we didn't like, what we want to see, and 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 that's the fun part about wrestling, folks. Try to have fun while you're doing it. And I know another place where they have a lot of fun. Tell everybody about the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, which you can listen to tomorrow on the Chairshot Radio Network. The Mindless Wrestling Podcast is myself, the man with the award-winning and holy beard. I have a genius in Rob from the Rob the Genius Podcast, and I've got the uh, the, the ever-present uh, 420 participant Jason with his with his uh, with it with his just anecdotes and everything. It just ends up being a great show. Talk a lot of wrestling. Uh, we do talk about uh, everything that went on this weekend from WWE to NXT, a little bit of AEW Impact. Um, yeah, it's it's a fun podcast. Good time. All right, folks, continue to listen to the DWI podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at Podcast DWI. No, you can see this is where Dan, where's Dan? No bell. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. You can follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DWI podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at Podcast DWI. You can follow DPP at It's Me DPP. You can follow AJ Belaz at Phenomenal AJ, but you can follow me at PC Tunny. There's a lot of bullshit, you know? Just go to Chat yeah. Radio Network. Listen to your favorite shows. Let the rest of them just play in the background so that we get the listens and stuff. Like, subscribe, whatever that means. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick yourself up a t-shirt. And don't forget about the chairshot.com where we remind you to always use your head. Go ahead, DJ. You got about five seconds. All right. Uh, remember, you can call it pro wrestling. You can call it sports entertainment. You can call it whatever you want, but call it in the ring. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.